Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Tom Fox, back for another episode, and today I have with me Mohammed. Jahan Zeeb. I hope I got that right. And Mohammed is coming to us from uh, Karachi, Pakistan, and he has got one of the most unique business offerings that I've come across lately. So first of all, Mohammed, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you so much, Tom, for having me. So could you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Uh, basically I graduated, I did, uh, I conferred my degree in 2019 in bachelor's honors in science with a specialization in social development and policy from Habib university, one of the first liberal art colleges in the, uh, in Karachi where I live. And, uh, so, so as soon as I graduated, I started working at the school called, uh, the Lyceum school, which is one of an, uh, A-level school, uh, endorsed by, uh, Cambridge international examinations. Uh, so I was working there as an academics, uh, in systems administration academics. So basically I was overlooking all the academics, uh, in, in terms of grades. So this is, this was basically my main, my main daily wage job. So I had to do this because peer, uh, family pressure and all those, but at the side, what, what my future, which I plan on taking ahead is basically in 2015, uh, my cousin and his friends, started Mose, uh, which is a socks, customized socks company. And uh, it started off the garage. Uh, we're still working from the garage. Uh, but my cousin asked me to uh, help out and I stepped in. And that is basically where I, the whole idea of the entrepreneurial mind started. So in 2015, we started uh, shipping. We, start, we made a website through Shopify, uh, started shipping throughout the world uh, through UPS. And we started from there. Five years, we're still doing this. During the during COVID, uh, it was a hype. Uh, sales went down for socks, but sales went up for masks because we started making customized masks then. So that was a good tilt. That like that was a good tilt. We how we adapted to COVID nineteen. And uh, but then again, this wasn't my own thing. Like I had, I didn't have any ownership over it. Uh, so in 2019, 1st of January, uh, 2020, 1st of January, sorry, uh, we started Karamad, which this is basically, uh, I have three business partners and myself, so that's four. Uh, and this is my own thing. So I've been in 20, in 2020, I basically worked seven days a week. And I think that was a very difficult time for me, but somehow uh, we're still, we're still in, we're still making, uh, we're still doing business. Uh, so Basically, the idea of Karamat came in. Uh, so December, we got we started getting the news that uh, there's a, a viral virus going on, uh, and it, there are chances that it might reach to other countries as well. So my friends and I were discussing that automobile repair in Pakistan is is unbelievable. Like I can't even explain the complexity it has because there's. 10 different kinds of grades for parts, uh, for fluids. Uh, there's a lot of cheating. There are no following of protocols. So even, even the most basic thing that we do as, as a client walks into our workshop, we greet them. 
they come out as so surprised like yeah he's greeting me like he's asking about my day how like nobody did that the entire day and uh, we we served them we served them tea so these are very basic things that are happening in developed countries but since pakistan is a developing country we are still at a very i wouldn't say stone age but just a little advanced than a stone age level because there there's just too much to tell to be very honest but so the main idea was that we will start going to people's uh, doorstep and start offering the main routine maintenance services such as uh, this such as tuning that is oil change changing the filters uh, brake service if you want to get your brake pads or uh, brake shoes changed very basic things like these so one of the one of the few things that i'd like to mention is uh, we we had our own cars so usually mechanics come on motorbikes that is the main that is the only uh, form of transportation they have usually but uh we were coming in our own cars so people used to tell us that this this is the first time i'm seeing a mechanic come in their own car to fix my car which is much 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 cheaper than yours like who are you guys so we told them that we're a bunch of mechanical uh, so my partners are two mechanical engineers one is a uh, one is a computer scientist and i am basically the so i i look for for karamad i overlook finances sales marketing strategy partnerships somebody who does most of the work but does very little try to do very little but does a lot i don't know if that makes sense i'm sorry but uh but they just so so coming back to the idea we started uh giving uh door to door uh, doorstep service which was a very basic basic system we marketed through facebook and linkedin and instagram and we had our own dashboard on our website so you can just go and book your appointment there we start from there uh 8 months after providing doorstep services uh we acquired our own workshop so we are working at so we are so two of us are full time working employees as well and we part, work part time for karamat karamat in is an urdu word which means useful so so two of us are working full time and two of us uh, and two of the engineers are giving full time to the business so we fund from our own so whatever we earn from our salaries we try we try to move as much as we can in towards the business we're still doing that uh till this day so where was i yeah so uh in may month 8 september we start uh, we acquired our own workshop that is where the whole game changed for us so now we switch towards a hybrid model now we are providing door to door step service for basic necessities such as routine maintenance brake brake service and things of that sort and now we are doing complete restoration modification uh denture repair and uh paint job and all so basically we how we advertise ourselves is we are your one stop workshop so you can get everything done at our workshop and let me, uh, uh, let me stop you yeah. there because you've said several things that I wanted to follow up on yeah uh, first of all customer service yeah. um uh, and you can spend a lot of money on customer service or you can do things that you have said greet your customer uh perhaps if it's a man shake their hand perhaps uh, give them a cup of tea uh perhaps show them the courtesy of a place to sit while they're having a cup of tea and uh so one is you're treating your customers with respect and that actually seems to make a difference to these customers is that fair 
absolutely uh one of the so uh you're absolutely right the thing is that people just love the feeling of personalization like as soon as you make them feel per- like before before business you want to treat them as a human i i think and you start just you start by greeting them asking how their day was and then you move towards what the the, what the primary service is but establishing meaningful conversation is what curates meaningful experiences i believe and this is this is the prime this is the thing that we're mainly focusing on we send out routine reminders as well such as you got your oil change for the next 4 months you don't need an oil change so we'll send out a reminder via email and then we'll call you once just to tell you that uh your oil change is due you you can just book your appointment at your doorstep or you can just visit our workshop to get it done so you maintain that customer contact through email or other social media uh people in karachi it's a very common thing to share your phone number uh even though a phone number is a very personal uh asset but through uh business whatsapp basically mainly we're communicating the reminders uh some people uh, such as corporate are some of our corporate clients who high high corporate clients uh they prefer contacting us through email so we have so we have a whole directory that how, who which client needs to be contacted via which channel in order to streamline but the significance is that you're actually contacting them either to tell them they don't need a service or perhaps that their time is up but it's that that contact that that yep. touch point that that shows them that you're concerned about them and you're thinking about them and yes it may be a business transaction but that sounds like that's meaningful to your customers that definitely is uh people just love the idea that somebody has a log of them uh mainly our clientele i'm sorry i keep saying people but mainly our clientele they they actually provide us with valuable feedback ke the one thing that you're doing keep staying in touch and following up i don't think anyone does that and i have never been like some of the clients said ke uh so there are street so there are two industries that are competing so there is one street mechanics which they have so so the dynamics and the landscape is very different so street mechanics they're not tax filers they don't have a tax number they don't most of them are most of them are immigrants this is also this is factual stats so uh so there's a whole side of street mechanics they basically just acquire a simple diploma uh, of engineering and automotive engineering things of that sort and they have a dedicated purpose workshop so a gear specialist we can just only work on a gear and or transmission he won't be able to work on an engine because he's not an engineer he has just acquired a simple diploma the main the main cutting edge uh, factor in our business is that we're automotive and mechanical engineers so we're following protocols which nobody does only the dealerships main dealerships in the showrooms such as toyota kia uh, hyundai uh, uh, and and other big names such as suzuki and mercedes they have their own outlets dealerships and they follow what is following what is being followed around the world in terms of automotive repair and maintenance standards what so another strategy i heard you talk about was i'm going to say the word transparency but it is telling the customer what their costs are going to be and then that that's what you charge them is yeah. that also a part of your strategy going forward absolutely the uh, one of so we are we we 
first of all, we straight up clarify, we are we don't profit from parts. There is no percentage of profit on our parts. Uh, we mainly charge for the service because our model is structured in a way that we work on vendorship agreements. We have a huge list of vendors for every particular part, such as wheel, rims, suspension, and every for everything we have separate vendors. So it is very difficult to keep a track of finances and in terms of com maintaining communication, we're only a, we only have seven active members. So our, our, our whole team is of 10 members and we only have four employees for the back office. I have, I'm the main one and I, I have two employees under me. That's it. So it's very tough to deal with these people. Uh, I'm sorry I drifted away from the point, but the transparency thing is that you can buy a part for suppose 500 rupees and you can easily sell it off for 750 because there's no way of verifying what the part has is being sold what the part is being sold for unless it is an OEM part which is or, uh, original equipment manufactured part yeah so yeah so let me ask you turn from your customers to how do you uh, hope to not simply grow your business but actually uh, attain influence within the industry uh, that you guys have chosen? So, uh, according to how Pakistan is structured in terms of uh, corporate structures and the laws that are active right now, by, so we're, we were in the startup phase. So once we uh, hit the, once we cross the 4 million revenue mark, we have to be registered in a Sindh revenue board, which is what you charge tax for. So suppose if your labor is being used, you will impose a 13% tax as per law. Street mechanics don't do that. That is why there's a whole class structure which just goes to street mechanics because they do not want to, uh, they don't want to pay that labor tax. And Toyota dealerships, Mercedes dealerships, all of these dealerships charge that. So once we cross that revenue mark, we will, we will have to charge labor tax which means a massive impact on our clientele because we are not liable for tax right now because we're in a startup phase. But once we cross that, most of our clientele would drop, definitely drop because they don't want to pay that labor tax. So th that is something we've been focusing our, uh, shifting our focus on because it'll be very difficult to deal with. But at the moment, we're so occupied with our daily, base, daily basis operations. So I wouldn't be able to answer that accurately but as soon as we cross that four million mark we are competing against toyota mercedes and all these big big brands straight up so, that, so that's a great yeah. point because i recognize you are competing against what we would call some very big boys how yep. do you hope to uh, be able to compete and actually grow your business against these uh dealerships so one of our uh, main strategies that we are implementing right now is we have been served. So we were B2C for about 11 months. And in, 11, in the 11th month, we decided that we should start targeting businesses and corporates. So we established two things. So one is a fleet maintenance. And uh, so we call it QMC, quality management control. So it, that is basically our fleet management and maintenance program. And one and another place, we have an employee auto care program. So we have one client of each at the moment. So what we're doing is in the fleet maintenance program, suppose you are a business owner and you have a large fleet such as trucks, pickups, uh, SUVs, and not SUVs, uh, LTVs, heavy, heavy towing vehicles and other LTVs, 
things of that sort. So their maintenance is being monitored throughout the year. And uh, so, so throughout the year, so we conduct uh, bi-monthly inspections and we, uh, we present uh, track, track and log reports. Uh, there, there are many names, I'm sorry, getting confused. So, but mainly we as an owner, you will be able to see, physically see all, uh, all the vehicles, what their, what their, what their vehicle life is at the moment, uh, what, uh, what, which of the trucks are due for an overhaul, for an engine, uh, for, an, for an engine change or things of that sort, everything will be listed. So you have the whole price breakdown and you have a whole list of dates that are being presented that this car will be inspected for this date will be returned within 10 days. So this is the whole transparent, the idea of transparency that we're providing. So as an owner, you have your own dashboard. You can access the dashboard and see that this truck is due for this date. I won't be able to send this truck here because this is due for an inspection. So the whole system is being maintained simultaneously. And as an employee auto care program, suppose you have, uh, so you're a business owner, you have about 100 plus employees and most of them have their own cars. And as a company, you are also providing them with uh, vehicles such as added incentives. So what we, so what we do to the HR, uh, so our pitching, so the one client we got, how we pitched the strategy was that we told the HR that, uh, so we found out that the company pays a fixed stipend of 5,000 rupees for automobile maintenance. Now, a, a, a car like Toyota Corolla, very mainstream car in Karachi in Pakistan, every company at a certain level just gives you a Toyota Corolla. So a car like Toyota Corolla does not need anything for any maintenance or any repair for four months. It's a very low maintenance car. For, and so the, it won't need an oil change. No, none of the filters, spark plugs, all, everything is good for four months. So per employee, you are protecting that 20,000 uh, overhead. And if you see that on a scale of 100 employees, that automatically becomes two la 20 lakh rupees. So, and at the end of the year, it all it just keeps amplifying. So how we pitched it was that you can easily protect your overheads and not provide them with a fixed, uh, with a fixed uh, automobile maintenance stipend. Instead, what you can do is just, we will tell you, we will keep a track of all the vehicles that you've granted your employees. We will maintain the inspection and you can ask, and the, and you can see this on your own dashboard that these are the finances. This will be, this is what is being accumulated and this is what is due. So they don't have to worry about giving cars or, or their maintenance or anything of that sort. They don't have to worry about sending monthly stipends just to, just for automobile maintenance. They just do it whenever it's needed. So let me go back to one thing that you said that really intrigued me. And that was in your B2B business model, that you have a dashboard that your customer can look at to see the status of either repairs or the services to their vehicles. And it allows them to actually plan out their business so that I think the example you gave, if truck number one uh, is working and ready to go, truck number two is, is perhaps needs, needs repair work or truck number three that may actually be being serviced. So it actually helps your customers improve their own business efficiency as well would is that a fair assessment i mean that's a very that's a very clever way of putting it but yes that is a very very good evaluation and so the thing that really intrigues me is you're not simply providing a physical service repair of the trucks 
you're actually going a step further because you're giving your your customer a business your business customers information which allows them to make their businesses run more efficiently and hopefully at the end of the day more profitably as well absolutely uh, one of the things i would like to add is so there is a so we started this thing about uh, about 4 or 5 weeks ago which is evaluating driver performance so suppose you have five drivers and five trucks every truck has one driver and you see that truck 3 is coming for more inspections and more repairs so we so what we do is that over a course so what six months slows down we will tell you that you need to evaluate the performance of driver 3 and truck 3 uh driver 3 because truck 3 is coming in for more repairs than usual and that is that is not how it works and we have a common uh it's very common that most of the drivers uh because they have to drive 16 to 24 hours they're not in the right state of mind accidents happen now and then and like it's a very common like driving is absolutely bad pakistan ranked first in worst driving i think this year were first or second so you can imagine cars get smashed every day, every day in and day out but it's actually another i would call it a data point but information that your customer can use to help evaluate uh their employees their vehicles their products and and once again help make their business run more efficiently absolutely the main the main thing is that we're trying to sell convenience and businesses love convenience so could you talk about some of the challenges that you've had this year uh either related to coronavirus or just because you started a new company and the challenges that come from that what are two or three of the top challenges that have faced you and your co-founders and how have you overcome them so one of the main challenges was that managing frequency uh so once so we were once we were uh, in the phase of providing door to door step services uh we cannot we the maximum of the maximum number of cars we fixed in one day were 3 and this is at a very low mean matlab uh, i mean the thing i mean three happened one a very few times it was usually one or two and because we don't have the manpower we don't have uh, and for the first eight months it was us four who were working we had no employees no so our engineers were actually our who is our ceo was actually going under the car draining the oil from the oil pump oil sump and changing the oil so we did the whole labor work ground up and uh what that was one of so that was a very difficult task because one of the few things one of the uh one of our very extraordinary services in in Pakistan especially is that we offer valet service so suppose your car got uh so suppose your car so your car stopped at point a and you have to go to point b and your home is at point c so you will say that i am at point b now uh you can pick the car from point a get it fixed and drop it at point c where your home is we will do that for you so when we were providing that home service if i had to physically leave my office and go take the uh you so there's a uh, so like uber and kareem we have bikeia here where uh, where uh, where a driver basically picks you on a bike and drops you uh, just like uber is just a bike so i used that sir i used that service picked the car went 
uh, dropped it at the workshop or at the place. So during the eight month, uh, so during the first eight months, we were working on joint venture with with other mechanics. So what we were doing is, if that if you're a mechanic, we will uh, pay a small amount of every car we bring in and use your space and tools. So one of the challenges was uh, in terms of paying the commission. Mechanics had uh, had few extra demands. We weren't able to meet those demands, so we had to switch places to places. That was that was a very that was that's a very important challenge for us because we over a phase of six months, I believe, we changed fifteen to twenty workshops. We were just going here and here, here and here, just trying to find the right spot and the right compatibility to work with the work with somebody. Six months, we found somebody. Everything is going well. Uh, COVID happens, and that is where everything changed. Our booth, we. So where we wanted frequency, we got so much, so many uh, queries that we weren't able to respond. Where we, so now we are fixing our car. We are fixing our appointments to two per day, to in order to not compromise the quality. But we weren't able to answer a few calls, so people started bad mouthing us. Even though we're still in a startup phase, so now we're managing our brand image, and at the same time, we're trying to ensure good quality. And back and forth, back and forth. So, it, uh, task management that was very difficult because all four of us are working on the field, and two of us are working in the back office as well. So, it was very labor strenuous, very labor intensive. Uh, task management, time management is very important. So, once once we got stuck with the client and we couldn't fix the car till at least about 1 a.m. in the night and we had an appointment booking at 10 a.m. in the morning and our engineers just woke up late and it is kind of justified like you just need that sleep so uh we got a bad review for that and now we have come across those things by explaining our position because people just expect too much so one of the things i would like to uh i'm pretty sure you know about this that consumer behavior and consumer relationship is horrible in pakistan i this is one of the reasons why amazon is still not in pakistan after so many years uh of so, and so much poaching amazon's uh, cloud services are being started in pakistan but even though that was delayed by 4 months because consumers just love so i will tell you a very a very good friend of mine he does this he will order so we have the raz instead of amazon so you will order from the raz uh he knows how to get so he knows the whole strategy he will make a complaint keep the product get a warranty claim uh sorry get a coupon buy another product get two of those products and then sell it off for much more for for a higher price i mean this is this is very immoral i feel and this is like exploiting a good thing and by exploiting a good thing you automatically go back to ground zero and we have surpassed ground zero and i don't think that's possible so our business has struggled uh, has ha- we had so many struggles and we had it's very it's very difficult to pin down or just narrate those uh, struggles but the main was uh, ensuring compliance and compatibility with the joint venture so we had a flavor of how joint ventures work and how you there's this different mentality because street mechanics aren't educated and we are educated there's just a very huge ground that we aren't on which we are unaware of 
even being while while being educated so it's very difficult to reach their level and it's i'm not saying this in a bad way like uh there's no, we have an edge of being educated but then again it's very difficult to meet meet common ground and that was uh, that was a struggle time management handling brand image ensuring that all queries are being responded instantly because people love instant response and that is one of the things that we are we are very focusing on you can message us at 3 am in the night one of us will be with you in the next 5 minutes and that will be probably me because i have this phobia that you need to respond the query in 5 minutes otherwise the client is gone there's there's so many other people out there and in the as soon as we started january 1st our business we had almost 12 new same business model not the same business model but same door to door service and so many competitors and every day there's just people lining up for in this particular business because there's just so much you can do and really like i said we're at ground zero so anything that you're doing that is being done in a developed country you're a, you're an outlier automatically how you handle that feature or that particular factor and how you use it in terms of managing consumer behavior that is where the whole brilliance comes in of the corporation or the business so it sounds like some of your goals or at least the goals for your organization are to bring this transparency to bring this compliance to really just bring a level of trust between yep. you for your company and your customers and by bringing that level of trust you really uh up the game of of everyone because if customers see that your company is the most trustworthy uh, others will have to respond so that really sounds like a a great goal for for you in it and more importantly it's a business differentiator it makes you stand out uh from the crowd would that also be a fair assessment absolutely uh absolutely the thing is um how do i phrase this the thing is you can do so much but one of the few uh, i had a few st- uh, failed startups in 2017 2018 and one of the startups was uh, so suppose it was basically an app called sportin uh, so you want to play fifa at 11 am in the night and so you want to play scrabble at 11 am in the night you will be connected to the nearest uh, individual on the on, based on your location and you can go and play scrabble so it started off well but we d- were doing everything every sport backgammon chess cricket football you need an extra player uh, you can recruit it from there and things just fell apart because we were doing too much and we we had preplanned this that there's so much we can do why not do everything and i think that is the worst strategy anyone can i i think that's 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 a no no so with this we are being very selective uh we are always getting opinions you can do this you can do that i mean you can do a lot you can do a lot but it's our doability if we can do it if we can handle it if we can manage it because quality is everyone wants quality but consistent quality is a huge struggle pakistan is facing in terms of all of the services and automobile is one and we plan on improving that from ground up So uh unfortunately we are near the end of our time Mohammed but I was wondering if any of our listeners wanted to contact you find out about any more of the services that Karmad uh offers how could they do so 
we, you can visit our website. It's www.karamatpk.com or you can reach to me via LinkedIn. Uh, it's Mohammed Jahanzeb Khan. Uh, and if anyone wants to, uh, they can always uh, DM me through LinkedIn and uh, I'll provide them with, with my email address. So that's about it. So I really wanted to acknowledge you for a lot of the things that you're doing in terms of the transparency, in terms of the customer relationship, and really, as, as I would say, upping the entire game of, of your industry. And I would invite you to, uh, to chat with uh, King Raj about this uh, even more. Uh, we're going to link to his scheduling link, but it's uh, www.bookingkingraj.com. I wanted to thank you for taking the time to visit with me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Tom, for having me. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time. Thank you.